Every business wants to engineer new possibilities, creating revenue, optimizing costs, and scaling technologies like cloud and AI. Start at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud and find the services you need to get the value you seek. Deloitte. This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Wednesday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez. Clary with you. Rico, what's up? Hello. How's it going? It's going fantastic. I am here. I am full of wings. Shout out to Wingstop for providing us with delicious wings and uh, some fantastic fries for me and some corn for Nick. It's great. It's great. I love it all. It was it was very delicious. Had my normal mild wings. Um, I don't even. Did you have your smoked barbecue? Ones I had again? my I had my uh, normal uh, hickory smoked barbecue wings. Yeah, not surprising there. They're All right. delicious. I was told to try the Louisiana rub, and I was like, you know what? I should. And then I got there, and I thought, nah, we're going with Old Faithful. Everybody says that the Louisiana rub is the best. Maybe I, I'll try it one day. Maybe. Um, all right, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Hammond Text Line. Both those open for you guys. Um, we get this right away from Eric. Bleep you, Rico. Love you too, Eric. There you go. Nice job. Eric's early. He was, was early. He yeah. was right on the. He was right on it. Um, Thomas and Lincoln adds this. I'm not a hater. I spread my hate. Not sure I understand. I don't know what's going on. Um, basically, Vershawn was accusing me of not doing my job in the final segment. If you weren't doing your job, nobody would have been able to hear Vershawn because you would have been pushing the buttons. Bingo. I could have muted Vershawn at any point very easily. Very easily with just one little click of the button. One little doot. Would have been a would have been a breeze. Um, exciting show! If you've been MIA the whole week or just haven't been listening super intently, my final show this week. I'm heading out of town tomorrow, so uh, it's an exciting one tomorrow today. It's going to be interesting the next two days. It's going to be a lot of Rico. Rico's taking my spot on uh, the captain for the next couple days. So, so you are going to get uninterrupted Rico from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Yeah. Well, might be interrupted at some point. Uninterrupted. I I, I kind of hope for the the sake of the listening ears, for the sake of me. Well, not even you. Um, just the listeners that maybe it's. What am I gonna uninterrupted? There, yeah, there's gonna be commercials, obviously, but yeah. you're gonna have old school with DPJ Rico. Rico, there you go. You're gonna have one on one with DP Rico. You're Eric. gonna have the captain Vershawn Rico. You're gonna have happy hour, obviously Rico. No Nick. Nathan. Nathan. I better. I, I need to double check, make sure Nathan's understanding that he needs to be here before 2 o'clock. Because yeah. he just strolled in at 2.08. I just saw him out of the corner of my eye. So I need to make sure Nathan is, is willing to... Or not willing. He knows he needs to be here at 2. Um, yeah, Eric, there's no escaping meet him <laughs> tomorrow yeah, and goes, Friday. Eric goes, damn it. <laughs> um, jo- Thomas and Lincoln is excited. He goes, woo, but sarcasm. Uh, Jory <laughs> says, great, it'll be all Bellevue West all week in track. Um, no, it won't. Yes, it will. Have you seen your Twitter? It won't. At No Bellevue West track, Jalen Lloyd out of Omaha Central uncorked right. a 50-foot triple jump on his second jump of the day. 
He could sit. He's done. He can sit down. He doesn't he have sit, to jump anymore. He can sit down. He had one. He has one more, and then finals to go, and he's good to go. Garbage. Garbage man says this. I don't know what you guys pay Rico, but it's not enough. <laughs> Stop. Please don't ever say that again, garbage man. Garbage man. I mean, I mean, I am the glue. I feel like I feel like that's something we need to get Mark in for that conversation. I am the glue. Whether this or not Mississippi Mud Dog has said it. Um. All right. 402-464-5685. A lot of stuff coming up. Husker softball is on the road to... This is unreal. Man, I am Rico is this. the Rico is the ticket goat, <laughs> somebody says. Thank you. Thank you. Um, please please keep the love flowing. It was a hate fest yesterday on the captain for me. I need I need this. This is just balancing it out. I love right, it. That's right. Just balance it out. Make yeah. him feel a little better about himself. Um, somebody says 1,000% agree with garbage, man. Yes. Wow. Um, <laughs> all right, so 2.30 today, we'll be joined by Nate Rohr. They are uh, the voice of Husker Softball. Husker Softball on the road to Stillwater. However, there's a couple things we can do right now. A couple things have gone through our mind. Mm-hmm. We talked about, we, we brought up the idea yesterday that we might do a tip jar today. So if you guys want to do the tip jar, send it in. 402-464-5685. The other thing that came to my mind was... Do you guys remember how much fun it was to follow recruiting during the Mike Riley era? Okay. I'm going to get in trouble for this. Uh-oh. I'm going to get in trouble during this segment. Why? Mike Riley. Oh. Mike Riley's coaching career career at Nebraska was not the greatest yeah. on the field. Off the field, Mike Riley was fun. Mike Riley was fun when it didn't come to football. Yeah. When you're not talking on-the-field success or on-the-field production, Mike Riley's coaching tenure was fun. So here, here's what – so Mark and I were talking about this, like Mike Riley and stuff, um, earlier today. And, and we remember, like, they would tweet out the black flag on Twitter when they got a commit, and everybody freaked out as Dan, Dansby Swanson get, gets drilled. Ouch. Um, but they would bring up – they. Everybody would be freaking out because Nebraska just got to commit. Everybody would, and know. that was that was the time of like silent commits really being a thing mm-hmm. for Nebraska. Like, remember, uh, Buki wanted to commit when he came to the spring game his first year, mm. but then they had him wait till the second year when he came, and then he commit. Like, it was it was wild. Um, and I was kind of looking back in the 2018 class, and some of the names. I mean, it was Mario Goodrich who eventually ended up at Clemson. And I think he played in the played in the uh, what is it called? Played in the semifinals. I think he started for yeah, the well, semifinal so, team. So he started in the semifinals because there was a play in the end zone, and I was like, "Whoa, Mario said, Goodrich!" Yeah, they said Mario Goodrich, and I go, "I know that." Wait, name. Mario Goodrich? Wait a minute! And so, like, it was Mario Goodrich. Joshua Moore was the biggest one of that class. It Oof. felt like because he had like the fifty three offers. Ended up going to Texas, I believe. He transferred out of Texas. Um and then, yes. like, to to feed into the rumors there, I want to know when he where he went. Um, Joshua Moore. Oh, he's in the portal. Hmm. So he's in the portal. There you go. It looks like on January... This is interesting. So January 24th, 2022, Joshua Moore transfers. So a couple things have happened. Oh, in Joshua Moore's career? Yeah, so it does not look like it's gone well. So in November 8th, 2021, he enters the portal from Texas. December 23rd, he transfers to Texas Tech. January 13th, 2022, he enrolls. 
January 24th, he transfers to SMU. Okay. May 9th, he decommits from SMU. Okay. So he is... That is a... Whew. All over the place. Texas, Texas Tech, SMU. Committed, uncommitted, transferred, uh, yeah, transferred. That is a lot of. That's a lot, a lot of movement person. for a lot of movement Ooh. for uh, Joshua Moore. Remember However, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons was fun, and I'm not talking about like Micah Parsons, great Penn State linebacker, great uh, Cowboys. Friday linebacker. night I'm lights. Talking, I'm talking Friday nights lights. Micah Parsons. Maybe he's coming to Nebraska. Micah Parsons. That's the Micah Parsons I'm talking so about. So it, it wasn't actually. A lot of people call that a pipe dream. If Nebraska was winning that year. They were in a good spot for Micah Parsons. Buki and Mikey. Mikey. Micah. Micah. And and they like if Micah Mike Mike Riley <laughs> a hard name. If Mike Riley would have stuck around or there was more stability, everybody kind of knew by Mike Riley's final year that it was it was coming to an end. Plus, it was working out well that Scott Frost was undefeated and the coach of the year and things like that. So everything kind of just fell into place. And with Bill Moose, things like that as well. Um Bill Moose being the AD, yeah. not Sean Eichhorst. Bill and so, Moose. anyway, it was kind of one of those things where Micah Parsons, I, like, I don't think it was just a pity visit to Nebraska. Like, I seriously think he liked Nebraska and he loved the staff. The Micah Parsons to Nebraska movement had legs. It did. Until everybody kind of realized, like, yeah, it's, uh, this, Mike Riley's this not is sticking his, around. This is his last year. Your AD gets fired. You're not far behind. Scott yeah. Frost is having success. He's a he's a yeah, you know, works out former perfect. quarterback. This is this is going to happen. Yeah, exactly. So and I um, mean, Mike Riley was a. Everybody talks about Bo Pelini and how much his players loved him. I'm pretty sure the players loved Mike Riley as well. He took him to Kendrick Lamar. How do you not love your coach? Yeah, picture with Chance Mike, the Rapper. Mike Riley took him to Kendrick Lamar. Had a picture with Chance. Guys, do you want thicker? Fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. Um... I, I still don't know if Mike Mike Riley ever lived in a house. I don't think he did. I don't think he ever did because they had to do that whole paint thing with his wife. Yeah, I don't think they ever. I don't think they ever got a house. So I think they were still in the process, and then which is things went south, which is really a shame. Like you, you, you start going, sucks. you start going on the house and everything. That kind of sucks. You don't even get to live in it. <laughs> so the decommits from that 2018 class, obviously a lot because of uh, the coaching change. But we m- mentioned Chase or uh, Mario Goodrich and Joshua Moore, Buki, Brendan Radley Hiles is obviously the big one. He's at who Washington. Now. Ended up being well. He, now he's in the he he's done. Um, he graduated. Did he? Yeah. So he he did not get drafted though. Um, did he already play a season at Washington? I believe so. I believe so. Huh. 
Um, missed an entire season of Buki. Don't forget, like, Buki w- got booted in that semifinal game. Yeah. He got booted in the semifinal game for, for targeting. Yep. So that that was kind of interesting seeing him on a big stage. I mean, he got kind of toasted on the big stage. But um, so they had the decommit of Brendan Radley Hiles, Joshua Moore, Mario Goodrich. Then you also had Chase Williams, who ended up at USC, then entered the transfer portal after a couple years and is at San Jose State currently. And then you had Cameron Brown, who was a wide receiver at the time, decommitted from Nebraska. I want to say he committed to Missouri and then committed to or decommitted again, committed back to Nebraska, ended up decommitting after that because the coaching change ended up at Ohio State on signing day. I feel like that's a pretty good road. <laughs> or excuse me, let me let me re, let me redo that. He commits to Nebraska, attends Ohio State's camp, gets an offer from Ohio State, decommits from Nebraska, then commits to Nebraska again a couple months later, then obviously decommits after uh um you the know, on signing day after this coaching change. Yeah. And then going through Masri Mapiu from York. Oh. That whole deal. That was that was a weird situation. Is he still at Lafayette? No, he is at McNeese State. Huh. Uh, so there's that, and then the whole Eric Fuller thing. Do you remember that guy? I don't remember. So he Eric was a, he was a defensive back, and he started out this class like for a high four star guy. Mm-hmm. Then there was some legal troubles in California, and nobody heard of heard from him for a very very long time and we just kind of didn't know if he was still part of the class technically according to like recruiting sites he was still committed mm-hmm. but it, like we you never heard anything about him coaching staff obviously couldn't talk about him um until he was signed, signed. or whatever and so we just kind of had to hold on to our breath but it's it's kind of funny to look back because that Calabrasca movement that was hyped up was so Goodness hyped gracious. up and you think about it like you had they had the swag on their staff was basically represented across two guys, and it was Dante Williams, who's currently at USC on Lincoln Riley's staff, was mm-hmm. the interim after Clay Helton got fired. Amazing then, recruiter, a, a great recruiter. Came from or did he come from Oregon? I, I knew he ha- he has had a stint at Oregon as mm-hmm. well. Um, I want to say he went to Oregon after Nebraska, and then he did because he he was he was the one that took uh, West Side Corner. Avante Dickerson. Avante Dickerson. He was he was at Oregon. Avante Dickerson went with him to Oregon, and yeah. then he got the job at USC. And Avante stayed at Oregon. But then, so you had Dante Williams, and then you had the swag of Keith Williams. <sighs> Keith Williams who, still who, doing things. Yeah, it's still training with Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, still training NFL quality wide receiver. Well, NFL yeah. wide receivers and a couple college wide receivers here and there. I think Stanley Morgan still trains with him. Uh, every Unreal. once in a while, every once in a while, you'll see. You'll see uh, some former Husker wide receivers on like his Twitter or his Instagram working out with him. I know Brandon Brandon Riley was working out with him yeah. like a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, so then you go down like 2017. I don't know if you remember the story, and and Wet Blanket says this on the the text line. This is the worst what if segment of all time. <laughs> what I'm hearing is that all the players who decommitted have had as disappointing careers as the players who made it in Lincoln. Um, that's that's an interesting way to look at it as well. I, I actually enjoy going through and seeing, all right, these guys that decommitted with, with the verbal commitment having so much fluidity nowadays, it feels like, um, and, and there's no, you know, obviously until you sign. And even when you sign, you can argue that there's a lot of fluidity. Uh, it, it's interesting to go back and kind of remember some of the prospects that Nebraska was, or targets that Nebraska was on, may have even gotten commitments for, 
and then they just were ended up not being a part of the class. And, it's and, always fun going back and seeing the names that you were extremely hyped about, exactly, and that the coaches would would kind of talk about, but not really talk about since they couldn't talk about them because they weren't signed. But you would see through the recruiting sites uh, how amazing they were and all these offers that they had, and and then it's just mm-hmm. kind of a like you know they didn't end up in Nebraska. What did they end up doing with their career? It's always it's always fun to see that exactly every, every once in a while, like. You know, the unfortunate truth is not a lot of those people make it, not just people that wanted to commit to Nebraska or didn't or did commit to Nebraska and transferred out, but everywhere across the country. Not a lot of those people make it professionally or have fantastic careers. That's just the the brutal truth about it. But just seeing where they went and 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 how their careers went is just is just fun. So one final one before we kind of take a break and and get to Nate Rohr of of the Huskers Radio Network and and the voice of Husker softball. Here's a name that's going to spark some memory for you. Jameer Calvin. Ooh. Do you remember the the drama with oh Jameer goodness. Calvin? Oh my goodness. It was unreal. Like it was it was insane what happened. So, let me just walk you through it. Go ahead. Memory lane. Yep, exactly. Commits to Nebraska. Hooray. Or excuse me, commits to Oregon State. Thought everybody thought that when he committed the first time, Nebraska was a lock. Oregon State comes to town. He commits to him on January 7th, okay? On January 17th, 10 days later, he decommits from Oregon State. 10 days later from that, on January 27th, commits to Nebraska. Signing day is February 1st. On February 1st, he decommits from Nebraska, signs with Washington State. Mm. Ends up transferring February 16th, 2021, and he ends up at Mississippi State. So that's where he's at. Wild. Just in the span of a month, from January 7th to February 1st, it was commit Oregon State, commit to Nebraska, sign with Washington State. And then a year later. With with decommitment sprinkled in there. And then a year later, signed it, transferred to (laughs) Mississippi State. It it was crazy because it was four days after, five days, January 27th to February 1st, that what happened? Jameer Calvin decides not to come to Nebraska and goes to Washington State when you felt like it was a lock. I've always wondered what the after you're committed, what the recruiting pitch from exactly. other coaches is. Like I, I don't know how plausible or possible it is to get somebody who's gone through that recently uh, to actually talk about that because I mean you don't want to get anybody in trouble and you don't want to you yep. know any anything that might have been promised to you you don't want to get yourself in trouble but I just I just want to know what the phone calls what the text messages what the what the in home visits or or unofficial official visits are like after you're committed somewhere and a team still really wants you like what exactly. are the, what are those coaches those assistant coaches what are they telling you to get you to decommit from wherever you're committed to because obviously you committed there you felt strongly enough to commit to verbalize your commitment to whatever university and somebody's going to sway you within 5 days. Mm-hmm. So here's a one from from the Frost era that felt like it kind of got away and, and now Nebraska is having to fa- or has had to face him a couple times. Javante Jean Baptiste. Mm. So he was a guy Snowstorms. Oh my gosh, he was he Damn was, you weather. He was a guy that Nebraska felt like they were in a really really good position with. Um, no, they and, were, and they were. It was a high. He's a high four star guy. He's from Nebraska, one of Nebraska's favorite places to recruit in Bergen Catholic, Catholic in uh, Oradell, New Jersey, and I mean same same area that Ramir Johnson came from, same area that Jaden Gould is has now arrived for, uh, to Lincoln from. 
Like, that's a, a hotbed, especially for a guy like Mike Dawson, who's coached professionally out there in that area. So you felt like you were in a good spot with Javante Jean-Baptiste, and then all of a sudden, on signing day, there's like a snowstorm or something that per, like delays his signing. Well, they canceled school. That's right. And they, they it delayed his signing or something like that, and then Ohio State swoops in, gets Javante Jean-Baptiste to sign to the Buckeyes, <sighs> And now Nebraska faces him on one Saturday. The 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 story is he was going to sign with Nebraska. Like it was it was foregone, done deal. It was a foregone conclusion. Yeah. It was done. All they needed was his signature on the paper. And it was paper. A, it, it was, was a, going. He was going to Nebraska. And it was a big signing day edition. Like those are the guys that it's like you swoop in the last couple of days before signing day arrives, and it's one of those late editions. That's one of the top players that kind of may have just slipped through the cracks with other top programs. Like this is a guy that's top two hundred player in the country, mm-hmm. high four star, and, and, they had and him. from one of your recruiting hotbeds, and you had him, and they had him, and then the snowstorm cancels school, and you can't go anywhere, and Ohio State's just like. Well, oh, let's crap. see what we can do. Yeah, exactly. And Greg Schiano just swoops in. So, oh, how frustrating. Damn you, weather. Yeah. Love complaining about the weather. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Nate Rohr, the, the voice of Husker softball. They head to Stillwater this weekend. Um, we talk about just the season in general. We'll talk about the season in general. Um, how does he feel about Ronda Ravel and, and this coaching job that she's done? And then, do we feel like Nebraska got gypped on having to go to Oklahoma State? We'll talk all that. Uh, coming up in a couple minutes with Nate Rohr, the voice of Oscar Softball, here on the Happy Hour on the Ticket. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.